Hey, Colin, it's Jules. I really like the way that you just kind of meander through some concepts that you're thinking about and sort of think about them out loud and let us into the thought process. I, I really love that. I think that's really cool. Um, I've really enjoyed listening to the last couple of episodes that you put up. I sort of missed the lamp oil thing, but I think I've caught up. Um, but pre-gens, pre-gens, oh my God. Um, I think a good pre-gen really adds to the fun um, because it means that you can come in, not have to think too hard. There's this character and it's all kind of done for you. For a one-shot, sure. For a campaign, mm-mm, hell no. I want to build that character from the ground up. But pre-gens definitely can be fun for a one-shot where it's just an easy game and you're just trying to do it for a fun time and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, so... Yes, pregens, yes, from me. Hello, I'm Colin Green, and you are listening to Spike Pit. A new voice on Spike Pit there, Jules. Jules from NZ is her podcast. I heard about it through Joe from Hindsight List. One episode up at the minute, I listened to it, and I found it quite fascinating i don't know a lot about new zealand but i'm super interested to find out about these sort of what is for me far away countries jules is talking about pre-gens she's giving it the yes vote but when it comes to the longer campaigns you heard her say she wants that full kind of character generation experience and I can fully understand that. And that is what we're going to be talking about today. Cole, uh, Cole Birch from my face-to-face group on a Tuesday posed the question, what does everybody think about pre-gens? And the listeners have answered. So let's get to it. Hey, Colin, it's John here from The Red. Just been listening to your episode where a caller in asked about pre-gen characters. Now, I've got no problem with pre-gen characters, especially for short games or for sort of not particularly long-running campaigns because they can help people get into a game very quickly and easily, particularly if it's like a convention or it's maybe a game that you're not familiar with. So it just lets you get straight into a game and get on with playing it without having to create a character for a raw system you're potentially not familiar with. Plus, you can always make a pre-gen your own via the way you play it, how you develop it afterwards. That said, for long-running campaigns, I do prefer to create my own characters and have a little bit of say from the start. Not sad to turn away a pre-gen, but I just prefer my own for long-running campaigns. Anyway, there's my tuppence, dude. Take care. As he said, it's John from Red Dice Diaries there. My DM in um, CSI Middlelands, which is something that John streams on Twitch. It's the Great London setting by Glyn Seal of Monkey Blood Design. And what a cool game that is i'm having great fun playing fat michael by the time you listen to this i would have played session five in that campaign and yeah i look forward to many more thanks for calling in there john another vote for the full character experience for those longer campaigns now we're going to hear from jeff collier from tome of all dooms and he's got Things to say, man. 
Hey Colin, it's Jeff. I have lots of thoughts on pregens because I have run an awful lot of con and one-shot games and I find pregens to be a great way to get the table moving quickly into the game when you only have a certain amount of time, maybe a two or a three or four hour slot uh, to play in. I've also found uh, pregens and to be really useful when I'm planning out the game because then I know that at least someone in the party has the skills um, that I need for them to get through the encounters that I have uh, put in later parts of the game and I don't have to worry about them picking that at the table. The other thing that I do for my pregens besides making uh, knowing what skills they have and making them super competent at something is uh, giving them an objective or a conflict that they the player can immediately head towards. So something on the character sheet that points them in a direction. So if the player is new to the game or uh, unsure at the table, they can look down and they can go, oh, my character does this, that's what I want to do. And if they don't and they're a seasoned role player and they have something else in mind, they can certainly... Um, move towards that. And then the last thing I try to do is always leave room for customization on the pregen so they get some choice in some maybe some minor skills or some equipment or something that they get to pick uh, such that they, they have some more ownership of the character. And I find that makes the pregen experience a lot better. Going for the triple Jackson. The last thing I wanted to say about pregens is that it, people seem to overlook them. Um, when they're included in a box set. So far, I've given the D&D 5th Ed starter set to two different groups, neither of which had a whole lot of experience in role-playing, and they've all said the same thing. Oh, we want to make our own characters. And I just, I had to wonder, well, why would you want to do that? They give you perfectly valid pre-gens in the box. You don't know how long you're going to play. Those characters, I'm sure, are statted out to be effective, to work together, and to really provide an optimal experience. And you're going to sit around and fuddle with rules and books for, you know, an hour or so to make a character because you don't know the system. So that seemed really odd to me. But everybody that I've tried to give that box to has said the same thing. And I find that really kind of odd. So that was Jeff from Tome of All Dooms. He's just started out... Well, I don't know. It's almost like a reboot of what he was doing. He's got a new campaign he's running online now with a couple of other anchorites and some people that he met at Dexcon. It's a super in-depth kind of study of how he's putting together his campaign and how the sessions are going up. At the time I recorded this, there's two episodes up. And he's recording that with Liren from uh, Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. I urge you folks to check that out. You'll also notice that Jeff is popping up a bit more on the Audio Dungeon Discord in the guise of Forlorn One. So good to see you over there, Jeff. Now, Jeff has pulled up some interesting points i'll go maybe in reverse order the starter set and the pregens in the starter set or starter sets they seem to be well in vogue now the starter box set and i'm a big fan of these things and yeah i think it's weird why wouldn't you embrace those pregens bring them out 
throw them on the table and away you go. I think they're brilliant. I'm still playing a, a pre-generated character from the uh, the fifth edition starter set, and I got no problem with it. Like I said, I really I enjoy rising to the challenge of a pre-gen character, and I, I actually think probably there's quite a bit of thought goes into putting these together, and it seems a waste to um, cast them aside. In fifth edition, of course, the the starter set didn't have any rules for character generation, so you was kind of strong armed into it. I've seen that. I think it was the same in the um, uh, the uh, Fantasy Flight Star Wars Edge of Empires starter set. You didn't get character creation rules with that, and um, they're coming for some criticism for that and. I think that's a little bit unfair. I noticed that 5th edition and Watsy now, with their D&D Essentials, have included the um, character generation rules. And for the longevity of the product and the value you get from it, obviously that's that's good to have them in there. But, you know, maybe don't toss away those pre-gens. Give them a, give them a shot. Um, the other thing Jeff mentions, and is echoed later by Arfed, this idea that pre-gens give you the chance to make sure that if you are running an adventure that needs a certain skill set, using pre-gens gives you the chance to kind of bake in some of those skills. You know, if you're running a con game or whatever, if everybody rolls up magic users or you've got some wonky kind of party, maybe it's going to upset your session. Uh, perhaps you needed a, some rogues or thief-like characters or a certain skill set. The use of pregens allows you to have some control over that. So yeah, great calling, Jeff, and hope to hear from you again soon in the future. Alfred here, just calling about pregens. Um, I think pregen characters are really good for one-off games, uh, for con games. Um, Potentially, where you've got a system that people don't know. If it's a really games uh, rules light game, then I think making the characters up is good fun. If it only takes five ten minutes, uh, can give you a few basics of the game and can even sort of explain the game as you're creating the character. But for games that are a little bit more involved or the character generation takes a little bit longer, I think the pre gens can be really useful. It also allows a GM to put some of the components or um, skills and abilities that might be useful in a one-shot into the characters. So I think pre-gens in con games and um, yeah, one-offs can be a good idea. With regards to uh, longer campaigns, more involved games, I think pre-gens sometimes um, can try and force people to play characters they don't want to play or that they don't really understand fully how the character got to where he is, his background. You have to keep reading it. If you've created the character, um, you'll have an understanding, a good understanding of where the characters come from if there is some sort of background or uh, how you want to play the character. Um, I also think with the, the harder games or the more complicated games, 
it gives you an idea of how the game works and how you got that plus two in this stat or just yeah explains the game better to you so pre-gens on a longer campaign or a more involved game i think can cause problems thanks so i don't know about you folks but arfed doesn't sound like the biggest fan of pre-gens talking about your heavier crunchier system using character generation as a way to understand your character maybe unpack some of the ideas in a rule system interesting he's also like the previous folks he's consigning the uh the pre-gen to that kind of light game and the one shot hmm seems i may be at odds with a few folks on this one let's get to the next caller Hey Colin, it's Cody again. Um, in regards to Carl's question about pregens, um, I like pregens, man. Uh, especially for one-shots. Give me a pregen, let's get into the game. Um, for campaign play, I also don't mind them, but I think you need to, if you're going to give me a pregen for a campaign, um, you know, there should be some, like, backstory flavor or, uh, you know, some interesting bits. Otherwise, what's the point, I think, um, you know, there's something special to building characters with other players at the table at the beginning. And, um, you know, you might miss out on that if you just give me a guy with some stats and that's it. So uh, for campaign campaign play, better give me some little meat on the bones, brother. All right, later. Hey, Jason here. Pre-gen characters. Interesting question. My thoughts pretty much mirror yours, but I think it's a chicken or egg situation. Now let's do cons separate. So a convention, a one-off game, I think pre-gens are perfectly acceptable. In fact, to some degree, they're almost necessary, depending on the system. So I think we should look just look at campaigns. As far as campaigns go, it really depends if the campaign has been written before the players sign on, or if you let the players generate their characters and then you design a campaign around those characters' strengths, weaknesses, enemies they've developed in their past, all that kind of thing. Um, I have zero problems with pre-gens. Like you say, you leave a couple things open for the player to tweak to, you know, their per personality and make a couple choices. But I really think it's chicken and egg. Do the players come up with the characters first or do you come up with the campaign idea first? Take care. Cody and Jason. I do believe I may have a couple of sympathizers there. And... Yeah, I think it may well come down to the style of campaign you want to run. Jason was talking about the chicken and the egg. Cody was talking about some meat on the bones. And if you've got some sort of very specific campaign where you're trying to do something a little bit different, I can see... A real advantage to crafting some maybe intricate or flavorful pregens with an allowance for customization to really carry your setting ideas over to the players. I think 
Maybe there's this preconceived notion of what a pre-gen character is. If you're only thinking in terms of it as some sort of pre-rolled D&D character, and in fairness, that might be more often than not the case. But if if you get this really quite intriguing character handed to you with with the scope to develop it further i think even the most die hard character maker rapper <laughs> could be swayed to the um the benefits of a of a of a pregen so hmm food for thought and uh, appreciate your calls guys another thought that occurred to me is how much freedom do you really have in your character generation if you take a system like fifth edition dungeons and dragons you're presented with a lot of options but in reality you are quite tied down to a implied setting in particular the way the races are described and detailed you, you i don't think you actually have as much freedom as you might initially think especially if you take a an older edition or a rules light system for example the black hack there is no mention of races in character generation but you are quite at liberty to pronounce yourself as almost different and um, yeah how much freedom do you really have some game systems have quite a heavy reliance on archetypes once again is an archetype not some form or part way at least to being a pregen? Hmm. Interesting. What I think I'm saying there is between systems you get a varying degree of pregeneration imposed on you through the character creation process and i don't know how much that gets talked about i don't know how important it is but in this discussion i think it's worth considering hey colin it's Liren. you know your answer to the question about characters and character creation you talked about pregens I can tell you that there were a couple times at the convention I went to where it crossed my mind that if I had a pregen, it would be easier for me as a newbie. I found myself, especially in my very first game, the Everway playtest game, I found myself looking around the table and going, wow, these people have like a whole chunk of pre-knowledge about what is possible and what fits in this sort of universe that I just don't have. So a pregen would have helped me a lot in that case. I mean, I still enjoyed the process. I just let them go first and kind of followed their lead. 
but I can see both sides of pregens for sure. Like maybe having them for people to use if they want to, or they could make their own. I don't know. And there you hear from the voice of reason, it's Liren. When you can't decide or you don't know what to do for, for the best, you can just do both. Just have both. So you've got some pregens. You, you have the option to make up your own and perhaps you can please all of the people all of the time. But it's been an interesting discussion and um, I thank everybody who's called in. I've got a little bit more for this episode and for the folks that are not, not aware, it seems that... Um, the mysterious Cody Marza has done it again. Cody M. It, he's, he's coming in with a bit of desert environment survival advice. Hey, Colin, it's Cody. Um, I have a piece of advice for you. I'll tell you what I do when it starts getting hot in L.A. and I'm out here podcasting. Um, I use a little technique I picked up called the PWP or PSP, depending on uh, your preferred um, verbiage, so to speak. And that would be podcasting without pants or podcasting sans pants. You decide. But I tell you what, change the way I do my podcast. Keep up the good work. Later. Okay, folks, so I was going to record a segment However, I'm guessing that you may understand my problem. I think I'm going to have to leave it for a little while and get back to it a bit later on. Oh, my days. And I think that is quite enough tomfoolery on my part for this episode. But as ever... I want to say thanks to all you folks that called in some great content there. Well, I think it's great, but I'm biased. I love I love me some call-ins. Also, I want to say a big thanks to the pit crew over at the Spike Pit Patreon for keeping me going and growing. And if you're interested in some actual plays, I do release... Uh, pretty much a weekly actual play that is generated by my face-to-face group over on the Patreon there. Last but not least, I want to say a big thanks to the listener taking time out of your day to listen to old Spike Pit and his nonsense. Take care. I'll catch you later.